bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. <laughs> I thought you came in with a lot of energy. I there. did. I trust being upbeat. I know you were. I am not going to be. I know. Okay. I know. So I'm really trying to double, double, di- double dip. Okay. You know, I love double dipping. Yeah, you do. Uh, I don't care about it. I know you don't. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And just in case anyone was wondering after that uh, exchange 20 <laughs> seconds ago, yes, we have still continued our jobless <laughs> bender. Uh, the partying <laughs> without a party continues. <laughs> well, um, we want to thank all the new people who joined the Patreon this month after our thirst begging. I mean, even though we lost the job, we did get a bunch of new patrons. Yeah, and I think they're probably doing that. Well, and also they'll probably all quit after they listen to the most recent episodes because we've probably. been fucking insane. Yeah, probably. But please don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're thinking about joining, please don't judge us by the most recent episodes. Mm-hmm. You can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, uh, or you can find a link to a free episode in the description of this podcast. But just to wet your willy, <laughs> we're going to play the song from the Patreon episode that inspired Lindsay's iTunes review from a, a couple weeks ago, yeah. where her iTunes review, Linz67, was 100% point blank rocking it. <laughs> and that was all she wrote. I love Lindsay. Oh, here you go. The fucking witch, Victorian witch, op- slam. She. It's like from a movie. The door slams. She goes, Kim! Kim! You cannot. You. You have to. You have to move your car. I was like, I'm just getting food. Relax. I, you have to move your car. I was like, Get the fuck out of here. It's a fucking hospital. You're a fucking asshole. But it really isn't. Get the, it's more of a space place. I told you. And I was like, then I, wa- I was like, Karen, I'm sorry. Then I walk out. She's like, you listen to me, sir, ma'am. I go, oh, sir, ma'am. <laughs> now you're going to fucking You want to get shit. into a sir, ma'am with me? Do you? Is that how we're, we're going to go now? You want to do sir, ma'am? Let's do it. Let's go fucking do it. Let's do it. <laughs> this one's called Point Blank. And it's Point one blank. of the hits. <laughs> it's one of the hits. Here's has the a star on it. Uh-huh. And here's I like another, it. And here's another one with a star. I need your, I need your soft touch on it. Honestly, I need you like down by the ocean. I always think about water. Tom, yeah, Christopherson. Tom, there I was doing myself, looking in the mirror, wondering, hey, why is my skin breaking out the way it is, and what is that bump underneath my lip? Here I go, going outside. It's not snow. It's regular rain and mud. And it's California, so things are really, like, in the street. (laughs) (laughs) 
Here we go. <laughs> Drop it. Bring it down. Point blank. Point blank rocking it. Ooh. <laughs> Point blank rocking it. Yeah. There's where we went off the rails. <laughs> There's where it got a little rough. Point blank rocking it. We're point blank rocking it. Oh, now I'm walking in the sidewalk with my mask on because I might have Omicron. I don't want anyone to get sick. I don't want them to even get the Delta. Now I'm at the airport and TSA is bugging me. <laughs> I'm going to get in line if I want to. You're not the boss of me. I said point blank rocking it. <laughs> point blank, point blank, point blank rocking it. Rocking it. Uh, uh. Ooh, what's in my pants? It's my butt. Hey, here I go. It's itchy. I don't know why, but I got something stitchy. I'm walking around and I'm looking in the sky and it's sunny in my eyes and I'm squinting to fly. I'm rocking it. Point blank. What you looking at, sir? Ma'am? What you looking at, sir? Ma'am? What you looking at? Ooh. I think I'll go for a swim. In my money. <laughs> Good. I like that. That's just it. Keep doing it. In my money. I think I'll go for a swim. In, in my, my money. money. I think I'll go for a swim in the deep end. In my money. <laughs> I go from the shallow end to the deep end. And you wish that you were my friend. But you're not because I'm alone in the pool. And it's actually the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Some good rhymes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you can try to follow, but you know that you'll get lost. There are no signs where I am going because I'm the motherfucking boss. I said point blank. <laughs> rocking it. it. <laughs> point blank rocking it. Point blank rocking it. Where's Chris singing Jingle Bells? <laughs> she is. She needs to sing the Jingle Bells. These bells won't jingle them on their own. I need some Chris to get them home. Let's go point blank rocking it. God bless Sasha Flick for fucking putting our album together. Yeah. And I do want to say that beginning portion where Julie was getting in a fight with a Victorian witch at the vet. Um, it's not even a real vet. It's a spay neuter place. But um, that was from a different episode called Eagle Market, I think. Oh, something yeah. about Eagle Market. Mm -hmm. But Sasha Flick, it's one of a lot of people's favorite. Definitely Sasha Flick's favorite episode. So she put a little excerpt. And these excerpts have really brought a, us uh, extra joy because we never go back and listen to the Patreons. No, no, no. no. So, um, and, you know, and of course, uh, uh, egomaniacs like ourselves love to hear shit played back to us like, ah, oh, aren't we great? <laughs> but um, I was impressed with the with my rhyming. It, it's gotten a lot better. <laughs> it has really has. Like, I don't know. But it is important to me to keep the integrity of sometimes a non-rhyme, uh -huh. which is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. But honestly, if you liked anything about what you just heard, please join our freaking Patreon podcast. We just lost our dream job and we're fucking horrified. We literally had to look on someone else's book signing. Literally. <laughs> this weekend just to get recognized to soothe our hurting souls like we're Sally Field in Soap Dish. But and you know what it did. It really actually did. Um, but what lurking at the book signing did was remind us that we didn't lose our dream job because our patreon podcast is in fact our real dream job it is it just needs to pay us more we need a raise <laughs> we need a raise at our dream job and we need a big one and the only thing that made that other job a dream job was well that paid shitty too but it paid more than this 
So the only way for us to get a raise on our real dream job, which is our Patreon podcast, is to... um, Well, it's like PBS. We have to depend on the the generosity of of our listeners. That's right. We, unfortunately, (sighs) on a weekly basis, are doing like a telethon. Yeah. And that's what we're going to continue to do, as annoying as it is. We're going to continue (laughs) this goddamn Dancing for Dollars telethon, begging you guys at the beginning of every single fucking episode. I know people are already hip to this. They're already fast forward, fast forward, (laughs) fast forward. Okay, I'm going to get past when they're talking about fucking Patreon. Um, but really quick, we for the millionth time, we do two Patreon podcasts a week. We do them every week. They're both an hour long and they're both a dollar each. They're not never, ever, ever, ever about politics. And again, there's a link one to there's a link to a free one in the description, like down below this podcast. And we also have a couple gifts to mention before we get yes. to Jojo and Kiki. Yes, yes. Um, before we start 100% point blank rocking it. <laughs> So Dina Hammerson, who mm. we fucking love, she is our Midwest boo. It's like, uh, we fucking love Dina. She sent us a whole box of Midwestern treats. And I don't know why it feels homey because it's from the Midwest. But I, I'm here to let oh, Dina you know. love the red hot riplets. Now, now Julie, <laughs> of course, her favorite thing in them is a candle <laughs> called This Smells Like Tom Hardy. Oh, now that's my boo. That's my Tom Hardy. That's your boyfriend. I'm like Rosie, who talked about her Tommy. Yeah. He's my Tommy. He's your Tommy. Mm -hmm. We would meet. We'd go out. We'd like just have beers. You know what I mean? He'd be in the closet. You'd be out. Yeah. Yeah. But But here's what I like. What do I like? Red Hot Ripplets. You love them. Now you're eating these. You literally don't have any... um, any um, cover of the inside of your body, like the lining is fully exposed and the nerves are all out and you're still eating those. I've been drinking vodka instead of water um, or nutrients. And last night an episode occurred (laughs) where your body says (laughs) we're done. I mean, I, I pretty much between the, uh, the, Alcohol, I mean, vodka is basically like drinking nail polish remover. Oh so I basically God, I mean, removed all of the important yeah. lining yeah. from my esophagus, from yes. my whole throat. Yes. The inside of my mouth is so burned, like, that Julie had to make some gummy mashed potatoes. Just to, I'm like a person who had their tonsils out, only it's worse because it goes all the way down my esophagus. Yeah. But I can't stop eating these red hot <laughs> ripplets fucking dina i love them so much the minute we got this box i was already eating i was like oh fuck yeah i was already eating them i think they're so good they're basically like russell's russell's like ripples they're like ruffles oh ruffles i said (laughs) said russell's they look like ruffles but they're orange or red i mean and and they're and they're hot as fuck and they're flavored with st louis style hot sauce and they actually have a flavor it's like I just saw in Atlanta, he goes like, what flavor is, are these Flamin' Hot Cheetos? And they go, Flamin' Hot. And he goes, well, that's what's what they taste like. <laughs> I mean, there is no flavor to it. No, no. But these have a flavor. And that's They're really, really good. Don't get me started. I need more of those goddamn North Carolina fucking... Pr- oh, God, are you having IBS? Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think... I think I have to you handle have to, it. Oh, God, great. Good God. Sorry. Here we go again. How does it just come on so quickly? I'm back. Is this on? Okay. <laughs> okay, so she got us two t-shirts, Cut the Shit, Eric Schmidt. Which we learned Eric Schmidt is the attorney general in Missouri, and he's a piece of shit. Um, she got us some some self-care, like mineral soak, body soaks. 
shower bursts. I love these things for the shower that they'll make the shower smell kind That's of like nice. you're in a steam room. Yeah. These are really, really nice ones. Beautiful ones. And a Hello Gorgeous notepad because <laughs> hi, baby gorgeous. Hi, baby gorgeous. Hi, baby gorgeous. So we love, love you so much fucking Dina. You know what? If we get to go to Palm Springs at the end of the month and I can find a place that has a luxurious a tub. Jacuzzi, a jacuzzi. Mm -hmm. It has to be a jacuzzi <laughs> if you're going in it. That's true. I would put those salts in that and sit in that for a fucking 70,000 hours. I wonder you know if you're I mean? allowed to, but that's a good idea. And it might also have a luxurious tub anyways. Because that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about soaking point blank rocking it. <laughs> um, dear Julie and Brandy, thank you so much for talking about Kevin Strickland's case and GoFundMe. You two ladies always make me laugh no matter what's happening in Missouri government. Do what you want with the shirts. Corn I do want to point out, Dina, one thing I love. We knew Eric Schmidt was because he's the guy who fucked over Kevin Strickland. Mm -hmm. But these shirts are hard and crispy the way our shirts <laughs> on are our, on our website, julianbrandy.com. Mm -hmm. Now, we, we in the I Don't Need Your Notes, Babe shirts, that's the one we sell out the most of. So we started to get, when we reorder those, we have to reorder them often. We've started getting them on softer material mm. but the reason we initially started with this gildan brand that's scratchy is uh -huh. because they they wear out like rocker tees uh -huh. and these other shirts that are the way the combed cotton is softer they don't they're not shirts you keep forever that then become threadbare and cool right. like i was wearing like a stooges shirt the other day like a white stooges shirt uh -huh. and it's clearly an old shirt from fucking probably the 70s mm -hmm. but it's now so worn thin that it's rocks and it's really soft but you can't do that with these new star style shirts so i just want to say we're going back to the crunchy on i don't need your notes babe yeah. because um they wear out well you ha you've had some you've watched a million times and they're like a million times and especially when you're a bruiser such as myself yeah you need something that's hardy you know what i mean because i wouldn't even be able to wear a t-shirt like that i would rip through it and it it and then it, don't you like the way it is after you wash it a million times? Yeah, it's great. It, I think it's great. I think they feel good. They like. Oh, I'm not wearing one. No, you're not wearing. <laughs> keep, keep gesturing to that, but that's an Aaliyah shirt. Uh, um, I wonder what kind of brand that is. Anyways, I just want to like say them. that Dina, I was excited when I saw that cut the shit Eric Smith is using the same shirt brand we use, mm -hmm. and it's going to wear out well, and it's black, and we love black. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be very meta for people because they're not going to know who it is. And then somebody walking down the street is going to be like, yeah, fuck Eric Schmidt. <laughs> corn fed threads. Custom made them. They're called corn fed threads. Uh, proof that Missouri r rural liberals exist. The rest of the goodies are Missouri, Illinois made mostly. You ladies are the best around. Yours, Dina Hammerson. Love you, Dina. Thank you. Dina sent this package prior to us. Um, losing the job of a lifetime. And um, that's just really sweet. Really sweet. You know, Thank she you didn't so much. send it because of that. She just sent it because she loves us and we love her back. Now, Nick Grant, who is a military Kwan from, military Kwan. from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Now, I wonder if um, if Nick, Nyak? Nyak. I wonder if Nick knows mm -hmm. Lauren. And her husband, Andrew, and their dog, Bibi, because mm. they also live in Hawaii. And you know who else does? Reed. There's a lot of people in Hawaii. Yeah, there is. I hope Reed still listens. I miss Reed. I wish we could do a live show in Hawaii. Well, now we get to have a, like, 
like Hello. a serious military quan on the board. Yes. Pretty exciting. Very exciting. Nick sent, um, in addition to sending a pick for the drug den bulletin board, which is a rule, Dina didn't have to because we already have Dina's. Um, although Dina, yours is, yours is a little small. Oh, it's kind of like a bigger picture. But um, Nick sent Hawaii fucking treats, okay? We've been chomping on those, We too. have been eating. They're ma three little, um, like, tubs of different flavored macadamia nuts, which we've been g going in on. And it was nice to get macadamia nuts that weren't, like, covered in chocolate. That's usually what people bring from Hawaii. Yeah. They're called the Wanderlust Collection Maui Onion and Garlic, mm -hmm. which I ate almost entirely the first day. I want you to know, Nick. And when I opened the box and my toots did smell like ramen. And I was like, huh, did I have ramen? Um, Hawaiian, Hawaiian sea salt and then honey roasted. Yeah. Fucking delosh. Delosh. And then Maui. I don't know if it's Maui. He got his Hawaiian lion coffee. I'm so excited to try that. I love coffee. And... Hawaiian coffee is and I didn't know that legendary so that's exciting legendary so feel very very spoiled and we've mm -hmm. got I need some honey roasted right now where the fuck are those right here <laughs> okay. that is so I'm so excited well Nick if you could see Nick's picture it's a formal in the uniform giving you all of you know giving you all of the just fucking giving you all of it military. just giving it to you like yeah, exactly Giving it to you like a Democrat in the fucking military. <laughs> That's right. Julian Brandy, aloha. Sending a quick note and some Hawaiian treats to say how much joy DGP brings to my life. I've been a weekly listener since 2017. I am trash and have not yet signed up for the Patreon, but it's on my to-do list. I'm a gay male clinical psychologist working with the surface ships in Pearl Harbor H1. I recently chaired the Naval medical forces pacific transgender care team and previously served as a fellow in u.s senator Kristen gillibrand's office working on lgbtq plus health care and military policy can you believe this motherfucker wow dgp is a weekly treat and i look forward to hearing you two every week your updates on jojo and kiki give me life we're lucky to have you queens educating advocating and bringing laughter into our lives. Here's a picture for consideration for the DDBB. XOXO Nick. Consideration. Yes, we do go through uh, a, yeah, yeah. a very stringent uh, That one system. was going to get on because we don't have any sexy military guys up there. Oh, my God. And I mean, how accomplished is Nick? Yeah. I mean, it's like, Nick, how do you know Kristen Gillibrand? Uh, the fact that he knows Kristen Gillibrand and worked in her office but still listens to this <laughs> and isn't like um, that this is trash. <laughs>
I love how they keep like they're like attacking Jen Psaki like on the reg in the you know in the White House press conference every day like the daily right. press conference right just like all this shit about about Kamala the CDC Har- and yeah. Kamala Harris made us all get vaccinated and boosted and there and she still got COVID we're still getting COVID even though we're vaccinated and boosted and it's like yes but you're not dead and you're not in the hospital. And they and were living period. when Nancy Pelosi got it, too. And they're all mm. acting like, well, everybody was so mad when Trump had his super spreader during actual 2020 <laughs> within a year. The year hadn't even gone by of the goddamn pandemic. And the motherfucker needed to have an event for Amy Corny Barrett mm-hmm. so she could burst onto the Supreme Court and fucking and overrule. Roe yeah. Get, get abortion <laughs> outlawed in this country. And it's like, uh. yeah. And in case you don't recall the fucking motherfucker almost died like he he almost lost his life he was at the hospital oh, he yeah. looked white as a sheet he stood on the balcony and tried to act like everything's fine i'm terrific and i don't threw, have covid and, covid's terrific right. my strain of covid it's is the fine. best don't worry about it they exactly the doctor he got everything thrown at him he got monoclonal clonals yeah. he got fucking chloride <laughs> He got antibody cantata. He got pasta doble. He got all of it. Okay. He got every. I mean, literally, he probably took chloroquine, chloroclude. He oh, like, he definitely did. He he did just, heroin. He did poppy seeds. He, he did glengoulay. <laughs> he drank detergent. He drank sunshine. He opened his skin, turned it inside out. He did all of it. And he was the only thing he didn't do was change his hair. Yeah, they couldn't. They probably took the top of his hair off and poured. That's where they poured the bleach in. And he stumbled out of the hospital and it's just like, and we're just all crossing our fingers, just like, let's hope the motherfucker doesn't make it back to the White House before oh, he croaks. Really? <laughs> and he didn't. Nope. And now we're looking at like Nancy Pelosi, who is, I mean, and said with all due and with all love, and literally I'd give my left tit to even have Nancy Pelosi's arms right now. <laughs> but the bitch is like at least 157 if she's a day. Yep. Apparently fine. The Queen of England got it and it's fine. So I think even though... I'm not some like, you know, fucking Captain Vax over here. I'm definitely not. But I'm not so goddamn obtuse that it's like, uh, well, the hypocrisy. I mean, (laughs) when Trump got it, they were so offended. And it's like, yeah, I mean, he got really, really, really sick. But they were offended because he didn't want to care about it. It's like you can't see the hypocrisy of it. And if you can't fucking just for a second. I mean, and again, I'm not Captain Vax either. I don't (laughs) want it. No. And we never wanted to do it. So we did the vax. We did it. We and did now it. we're. Just, if I had to go there. to the White, White House Correspondent Center and they said you have to get boosted, I'd get boosted. Oh, of course. We're so, getting boosted up our fucking assholes. Yeah. So to to shove it in, twirl it around. We almost That's had to do fine. it for this job that we didn't That's get. That's correct. That is correct. And we were crying all the way, making the appointment. I was like, this fucking job. What's here? Do you have an appointment available for tomorrow? So, like. But I also still wear the mask out. I'm I'm slightly. I, I yeah, but about, I wear I the mask because like I'm gross. I, well, I my nose is peeling, and that's why I'm wearing the mask. <laughs> right. But I just think of it. I can't never not think about the Titanic, and that is. I just think if you have no humility, then you have a problem. Titanic is the newest, most incredible ocean liner that will not sink. It will not sink. It will not. That's what they said on the posters. It will not sink. The unsinkable fucking Titanic. And you know what happened? The motherfucking sank. And so did everyone except for fi- like 50 people in it who died. And Rose. She so made it. Rose made it with her diamond. I mean. But Leo did not. No. So, and we were all happy. Yeah. 
He couldn't <laughs> once again put headphones on and make another girl <laughs> suck his stupid fucking dick. So I'm just saying, have a little. It's like Leo's like else. the vax. If you think about it, Leonardo DiCaprio's like the vaccine. You hate him, but you love him, and you don't know why. Oh yes, that, exactly. You know what? He's both. You can only He's take all the things. You don't need a lot of him. You nope. can take a little at a time. I don't want to do every movie in a row, but I'm going to do one. I'm going to stop for a while. Then I'm going to do. Then I'll do it again later when I later. need it again. Later. And I don't want to need it, but I need it. Right. And I don't know why. Right. And it works. Yep. It works. Yeah. I don't want to think right. that it works. No. I want to think that doesn't work, nope. but it does work. It does. And so Leonardo is the vax, and there you have it. Yep. Well. There you have it. 3D. <laughs> well, but Mamau, the one, the one extra added unforeseeable benefit to the Kiki getting the COVID <laughs> was that she and Doug got Doug Buden. Was that she? <laughs> she and the first she, lady, <laughs> Doug, Doug Buden, got got to, <laughs> got to skip the annual White House Correspondents Dinner. Mamau, yeah, you're right. Now, okay, I hope the 14. Remember the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That's the thing where all the journalists go and they sit and then comedians come out and like roast the president. Mm -hmm. The most famous one, in my opinion, is the one it's like from like whatever year we did. We went and did Gayest of All Time vacation. Okay, It was like 2011 or or 2012 or something is when Seth Meyers made fun of Donald Trump in the audience. So fucking hardcore (laughs) that Donald Trump then vowed to run for president and ruin the country. And then that's like literally what he did. It's like because of that correspondence dinner, yeah. all of Trump had, and we can blame Seth Meyers, but uh, I mean, the shit was fire and it ruined the country eventually. Yeah. Yeah. That was how hardcore, that's how hardcore comedy. You want to think comedy is the only place where there's justice? That shit can change like futures. It <laughs> altered all of our future that one single night. Well, By the way, it was also the same night that Obama got Osama bin Laden killed. Amazing. Um, I love to think of him and Jojo Biden <laughs> at the White House Correspondents' Dinner mm. making jokes and having laughs and clinking the champs, all the while knowing they're shutting the fucking game oh down. Oh, my God. It's so good. That's probably why Obama dropped the mic at the end of that one, you know? And he was so comfortable because he was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he was like on fire that Osama, night. Yeah, his dick was yeah. engorged. It was BDE. The balls and the dick were long. Yeah, they the, were all one yeah. unit. They were Talk about big ball energy. Big ball energy. <laughs> the dick went into the balls. The balls went into the dick. They became one big, big thing. Big anus energy. Oh, that his was anus connected and taint too. Were on that fire thing too. opened up. Okay. <laughs> it opened up to the to the gods. That guy was... His anus was flapping. He was flying. He wasn't even walking. No. He was walking on balls. Levitating on his anus and balls. Walking on balls. But here's just a little quick historical recap on the White House Correspondents Dinner. A cat. It's an annual dinner put on by the White House Correspondents Association to honor journalists and their work covering the White House over the past year and give awards and scholarships to young up-and-comers and meow, 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 meow. <laughs> it's a huge dinner with over 2,000 people, and it's usually attended by the president, the first lady, though Trump never went to one, of course. But the real gag is that it's been going on every year since 1921. Can you fucking believe that? That's crazy. That's a, so they had the of course well, they had the hundred year anniversary last year and we couldn't even do it because yeah because Trump he didn't do the Kennedy Center honors and he didn't do the fucking White House Correspondents Center he took away everything fun like that was connected to being um, he, he humble to being uh, the ability to be roasted the ability to yeah. be in support the arts the ability to he took it all away didn't do anything it's like. You don't like Joe Biden, but the motherfucker sat there and got roasted. 
like a gentleman in a class act who understands that he's not the fucking center of the universe. He's not God. Like, you want to support Trump, you've got to fucking... I'm sorry, I can't. I think the first year that a <laughs> president went might have been 1924. So they'll probably do the 100-year anniversary oh, when it's the, in, like, oh, 1924. Because right. last year, Biden was president, but I guess we couldn't do it because of COVID or whatever. But the whole thing... I can't believe this fucking farce of a piece of shit dinner has been going on since 1921. <laughs> Unbelievable. Journalists, of course, will stop at nothing like every year. Just like time for the dinner, guys. Let's all go celebrate how wonderful we are. <laughs> and of course, the joke of the night was that Joe Biden's been to the mall since right. 1921. Right, right. And he he's like you said, he's just such a good sport with all that crap. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just me and Jesus. That's my best friend is me and Jesus Christ. We've been kicking it since the fucking last supper. So, I mean, if you think about it, it's the one, it is kind of a, even though it's the White House Correspondents Association, which is, should be called the White House <laughs> Correspondents Thirst Association, yeah. like the level that they can't handle not having some fucking spotlight on their own genius work. Yeah. However, at the same time, it is kind of like the people's dinner. It is the time, it, it could be seen as a time where the people are kind of having dinner with the president and we're getting to make fun of him a little bit. Like he's Well, that's what they think because they right. think the journalists, this is what they say all night, is the conduit between like government and Washington and Capitol Hill and then the journalists are like the bridge that takes them to the what the people want, the people's right. information, what the truth to power all of the things. Mm -hmm. And it's true, but I mean anything like this. I mean, I I'm a, I'm a hater by nature and a mm -hmm. pessimist and I'm also in a super bad mood in the last few weeks, so mm -hmm. But I don't like anything like this. Like, I'm not right. here for the Academy Awards. I'm not here for the fucking Grammys. I'm right. not here for the Emmys. No. I'm not here for any of it. No. This is basically the Oscars of journalism. Yeah. And believe like, me, this year, they don't deserve any, just like the Oscars didn't no, deserve any. No, they don't. And that's the thing. When Once it turned into a thing of giving awards, that now you made it stop. You had it. It stopped becoming about being a conduit and it became about you. Yeah. And that's why it's annoying. So we're going to play first a little montage. Um, montage. Which, like m most of the clips from today, is not going to play as well um, on audio as it does visually. But we're hanging on by a thread. So <laughs> we're just all, we, Meow Meow and I, we're just lucky we're getting this done. Mm -hmm. It is, we're here to acknowledge that it is going to be a hot mess for a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but that said, here's a little montage of the correspondence dinner through the years. I know there was some talk about uh, my not coming this year. And I admit the thought did cross my mind. Bill Clinton. George always says he's delighted to come to these press dinners. <laughs> Baloney. She loves smoking out the window of the I White mean, House. <laughs> Killed someone with her car. God. It is great to be here at the Washington Hilton. It's something a prostitute might say to a congressman. <laughs> Isn't that what the confirmation process is all about here in Washington? Weeding out the truly qualified to get to the truly available. John Stewart. Well, here in one room, we have members of the media, politicians, corporate executives, advertisers, lobbyists, and celebrities. Everything that is wrong with America is here in this room tonight. Slow Jimmy clap. Kimmel. That's the best thing Jimmy yeah. Kimmel's ever said. Yeah. I just have two more words to say. There he is. Obama out. There he you knew, Mima. You said it. You always say that. So that is when Obama dropped the mic yeah. um, and then literally left the room and went and killed Osama bin Laden. I mean, the motherfucker left the room and went and killed Osama bin Laden. Mm -hmm. Okay. And mm -hmm. just so you know, Mima, yes. you and me were in New York. 
because mm. you were going to do Watch What Happens Live for the first time, uh-huh. which you did do. But you did get bumped from doing Joy Reid's HLN show when um, Osama bin Laden got killed. They bumped you for like some male comedian. Dino Badala. <laughs> Don't, please. And some things you never fucking forget. And we were mm-hmm. s- still really excited about Watch What Happens Live, of course. I mean, that's what we were there in New York to do and to lurk. And no. the, it was all a master plan put into motion by me at Andy Cohn's book signing. And with it all, I was never going to stop. At, but... I'm not going to say that Joy Reads didn't hurt because we were watching that HLN show like a motherfucker. Oh, that fucking hurt because I know fucking Dean and I was fucking hurt. Yeah. No, we no shade, no tea against Dean. He's a super nice guy, but it was just like, what? Why can't we I go loved, on there? We loved that show. Loved. Yeah. Loved. So I was so bummed that I got bumped because I wasn't allowed to go on. Ugh, so annoying. Anyway, so just to set the scene for you guys, the whole point of this thing really is dinner okay <laughs> there's no um it's not like e or the thing where they're like hey everyone welcome back to the house or like nope. the golden globes nothing. it's not even about there's the dinner no, there's this no, is about the dinner oh <laughs> there's no like white ass none of it none of it there's a shitty fucking marching band who plays for five minutes whatever okay there's a couple hundred round tables in this huge room labeled like fox cnn whatever Brandy and I watched the worst live stream with no sound of just shots of all the people eating the dinner. For two hours. Yes. We watched people eating dinner without any of the things you said. No, because I thought maybe the, those <laughs> things would happen. And they never we're did. We're like, when's the show part start? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, nope, we're just going to. Now all we're doing is watching these motherfuckers eat every single course. We're like, well, there's yep. the salad. Look at her. She's trying to shove salad <laughs> in her mouth. We don't even know if half, half the people are. They're not lit up. They're eating in the dark. Yep. And we're doing all of this simply to find Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, who we never found in the wild. No, no. We only saw photos after. Yep. But we're looking. We went all the way through dessert. We well, never we saw, abandoned the mission. We did see their stepfather, Caitlyn Jenner. That's true. Who's sitting at the Fox table, who now works at Fox News because she was sitting at the Fox News table doing Fox News stuff with the rest of the douche lurks like Peter Douchey and Peter Douchey's dad. I did never see Sean Hannity. Did you? No. And he might not have been there. Because they kept acting like he was, but they probably were just... I don't know. We saw, we recognized, you know, a good amount of people, but I mean, it's 2,600 people and they are, we're all oh, eating in the dark. Literally. So we, we mostly s- saw. It was like Kate Baldoon. Yeah. She, the indomitable. <laughs> yeah. The indomitable. <laughs> Kate. Steve Brandano. It was, shout out. I just, can I? Yeah. No. Let me just shout out to, his name is Chris Wilding. He's on the Howard Stern show. He does Rocky Pendergrass, which is one of, has, has become one of my, most it gives me the it just is one of the most favorite things I've ever fucking heard. The we guy got drunk love, and did it I for love. seven hours straight the other night. I <laughs> cannot get enough of Rocky Pendergast <laughs> and the innumerable Steve Brandano. Anyway, it was like that. Like we watched basically, I'm gonna say, you know, mid to low level attractive people eat salad for hours (laughs) that's the show that was the show (laughs) i mean because it wasn't like first of all if it was the oscars not a fork would have been lifted because only alcohol and going to the bathroom would have been happening that's it so we saw a guy lean over pick a piece (laughs) a hunk of a chicken breast in its entirety and then he took a bite out of the chicken now this is things i do in private this is why i don't like to eat in front of people yeah because i'm an animal in private and i won't even touch a fork when i eat salad i eat salad with my fingers right but i'm an animal in public he As took you know. 
his fork, stuck it into a chicken breast, <laughs> lifted it straight up, and then took a bite out of yeah. the chicken breast, and uh. then get some of it got on his nose, and then he looked around and wiped his, the, the right. juice off his nose. Yeah, the best, yes, he, that was good, <laughs> and people were talking around him. The best was the lady eating the salad, mm-hmm. shoving the lettuce in, while two men were on either side of her trying to talk to each other, like, but ignoring over her. her, Yeah, like, while she's putting salad in, and that it just, you just, mm, it was really... Something. So there's all these tables and then at the front of the room is one huge long table, like elevated table facing the crowd, kind of like a, like a huge like Armenian wedding or something. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, it's yes. enormous room. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this is where all the stars and event like main p- speakers sit. Right. Um, so that's where White House press secretary Jen Psaki was mm. in a long sleeve gold sequence gown. Yeah. We've never seen her wear gold. I've watched every fucking <laughs> single daily press briefing. Seeing the bitch in gold sequence really did give me life. She looked good. Yeah. She looked good. She knew how to, she knew how to do it. The sake was piping hot girl. Okay. She had an updo memo. We've never seen her hair back. No. (laughs) We've never seen her hair back. Also little flicks of hair coming down. Yeah, coming down tendrils. She was doing tendrils. (laughs) (laughs) Just, she knew she had like almost like a smoky eye. Yeah. She looked really pretty. So after the little montage celebrating moments from the dinner through the years, they play this pre-taped opening package starring James Corden, which basically just introduces everyone who will speak and also gives all the people a chance to see themselves on the screen. And of course, it lets us all enjoy the acting stylings of Jojo and Hatsaki and the front row of the reporters at all the White House press briefings. And again, this is better visually, but whatever. No one needs to see him to enjoy the adorable, (laughs) insufferable voice of James Corden. From Washington, it's the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Who is that? Special appearances by (laughs) Gail King, Cecilia Vega, Yamish Alcindor, the President of the United States. They really got it together. (laughs) Yamish Alcindor, the President of the United States. What a show! Late late show, James Corden. At least I didn't use the lady from The View. (laughs) Hello, members of the White House Press Corps. I'm a British talk show host who lives in Los Angeles. So who better than I to come down here to the White House and see if I can get a job? So he's walking around the White House, thinking he's so cute. Now he's going into the... Mr. President. Joe Biden's well, how are office. You? I'm very well, so good to see you. Now, listen, I'm here at the White House today, and uh, and I really want to be of service. And I'm wondering if you think there's any department here at the White House that could use yeah. my help. LGBT I services. certainly do. <laughs> the press room. You should go be with the press. You want me to be the face Absolutely. of the party who tells the truth to America. I hear you loud and clear. Right. I'll be right back. Lots of luck. Where would I find that office? Left, right, left, and don't come back. There's the acting. Message received. Don't make Joe Biden be mean in any way. No. You know he would never do that. I'm looking for Jen. Jen Saki. Now he's in Jen Saki. Jen? Hi. How are you? Acting. How nice to see you. Are you well? I want this lamp she has in the back. What are you doing here? We figured, you know, people in the White House work long hours, and maybe I take over the press briefing thing. That sound like a I good mean, idea? That sounds really good. Really? Are you ready? My hunch is this whole thing is just a walk in the park. Maybe I can write you some notes. I like her notes. War with Russia. <laughs> well. Bad. Bad. Keep it light, Jen. Yeah. Uh, CDC. <laughs> good. good. CDC good. Really? Okay. They've been pissing me off. Economy. <laughs> Strong. 
arrives. <laughs> Diplomacy okay. good. Is it? Diplomacy good. Yeah. What if I get asked about? Let's do the notes again. Good for Iran. you. Iran. Diplomacy Wait. good. Diplomacy good. Yeah. What if I get asked about Kim and Pete? Uh, we love love around here, mm -hmm. so I think that's a safe place to be. Has he watched the new Kardashians on Hulu? I don't think he's had a ton of time. He's not to seen do it. That. He's not seen no, it. No, he's okay, probably well, not seen it. That's a problem. So last thing, is that what you're gonna wear? <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit more brunch than press briefing to me. All right, you want me to change? I'll change, but let me tell you this. Everybody loves brunch. She even made her laugh because yeah. he storms out the door. Yeah, and gaily. And she completely right, laughs. Is this good? This is this a good look? Is this right? Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good. All right, do you have a quick little no. show prayer? Yeah. So here he is with Kareen. If you're watching down on us. They're doing a prayer. Give us the strength to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, unless we need to lie. Okay. Someone goes, oh. It was Kareem. <laughs> no. Good morning, everybody. So now he's doing How Jen Psaki's job. Nice to see you. Jen's taking a well-earned break. So uh, anyone got any questions? What did they do? Brief the whole relationship. We're doing oh, a full-on yes, acting job. To. Now let's do a rehearsal. Yep. James walks in. It's they like, it's just living for all the background details of oh, it. Oh, I mean. Okay. Uh, yes. Thanks, James. What does the president plan to do to prevent a recession? I don't really want to speak for the president on that one. I don't think it's my place to speak for him on those issues, so. Isn't that literally your job? Next, who else? Yes. Why does this president spend every weekend away from the White House? Have you spent time here? Jeez, yes. of course, well, wouldn't you want to get away? Come on, what's the point of having a Camp David? You can't <laughs> pop down there every once in a while. But he goes to Delaware. Where he lives, his and home. And what is Delaware? <laughs> The president has used the strategic petroleum reserve. Is he yeah. watching gas prices, and will he tap the spro? He's wiping again? sweat. I don't think I don't think it's for me or you, uh, Jenny, and to, that's Kelly. To, to talk about who or what the president is tapping. Okay? Yes, you sir, with the face. When the president says one thing and White House staff Ew, say something voice. else, who are we supposed to listen to? The president or White House staff? Well, you know what, David? That's not my name. <laughs> he, you he, say your name's not David. I say your name is David. He did it pretty good, and I'm Peter. I'm stood up here, and you're sat down there, unless you want to be sat at the back with the whoever they are. Yes. <laughs> with the... Could you give us an update on the AUKUS agreement? Could you sing the question? <laughs> could, could I do like sing the question? I'd like to hear you sing the question. Could you give us an update on the AUKUS agreement? <laughs> I know that. No, I can't. <laughs> Next. Okay. Literally, the guy us. did it. What is Slow the president's clap. plan for deficit reduction? Okay. Before we start, can we? Can you explain the sock choice in here? Okay. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? Can you answer my question? Do you know what? Re deficit you, reduction. Do you know what? Deficit they reduction. warned me about you. Deficit okay. reduction. They warned me about you. Uh -huh. What's your name? Jeff Mason. Jeff. Yeah. Deficit reduction. You're right. Jeff's a whiny little bitch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jeff, hey, how are you? Yes. Him. James, I'm sorry. This is just not. Uh, Jeff Mason. Go. Well, in that case, I will hand you over to your host for the evening. Please welcome the president of the WHCA, Stephen Portnoy. Pretty well done there. I would say so. It was cute. It wasn't too much. No. God forbid they get their fucking egos bruised too much. But then he did have to, he, uh, to me, 
to me, it felt that he was saying, Jeff, you're a whiny little bitch, was basically saying to all of them, yeah. cut the shit, you're yeah. all being whiny little fucking he bitches. Didn't, and he also just didn't get Peter Douchey's name wrong. He got right. Kelly's name wrong. Yeah. She's from fucking NBC. Yep. And she's sitting on the stage with Jen Psaki. She's a full yeah, fucking Democrat or whatever. Yeah. 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 So yeah, And it was just well done to introduce Stephen Portnoy. But I want to say, I watch the, the press briefings every day. And I just, in, in, in addition to being like, thinking about them miking Joe Biden and doing the rehearsals yes. and then in and out and all around the White House yes. and then the press briefing and then like, do you guys want to get here early? We're shooting this thing for the dinner. And they were like, oh, of course we want to shoot the thing for the dinner because we're all in the White House Correspondents Association. So yes, they're all going to do it even though it adds an hour onto their day. But just knowing me, because I saw what Jen Psaki was wearing, which is this like teal suit, jacket, skirt, dress moment. I know the day she wore that in the actual press briefing so i'm like oh okay so they filmed this on thursday and i'm just knowing even just the questions they all did and just that they had their whole day that they filmed this before it's just for me that's just little treats that i that i like to go into yeah yeah Yeah. okay so then they bring up stephen portnoy who if you watch the daily white house press briefings with any kind of consistency which no one does except for me and you which i already said All right, well, let me rephrase. If you pay attention to any of the reporters or clips from the White House press conferences, then you know that Stephen Portnoy is the president of the White House Correspondents Association. Here he is in opening remarks, officially kicking off the evening. Now, this is going to be a little more boring, but still, it's there is a like supposed to be a reason for this dinner. So let's find out what it is. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, James Corden. Thank you, Ben Winston. Thank you and welcome to the country's biggest annual celebration of the First Amendment of journalism, scholarship, and self-effacing humor. And we are grateful for the vaccines, the therapies, the tests that make it possible for us to be here together tonight. And we are pleased to have the President in attendance here with us. It restores a tradition of this dinner that dates back to Calvin Coolidge in 1924. Now, here's a picture of our 1923 dinner. Sir, I, I believe you were still on the Newcastle County Council at the time. They photoshopped Joe Biden into the dinner. Right. But what I'm about to tell you is real. We looked this up. Not a joke. Will the folks at table 82 please identify themselves? Table 82. You're out there somewhere. There you are. See, that's where you sat, Mr. President, the first time you attended this dinner in this hotel ballroom in 1974. You were a guest that night wow. of the Philadelphia Bulletin Evening Newspaper. That's right. Table 82. Yes. He crosses himself like, you know, right. like Catholic. Yeah. He crosses himself. You don't look it's a great. day over table 79. <laughs> now, the theme that night 48 years ago in the midst of Watergate was high times and misdemeanors. And the entertainer was Roy Clark, the host of Hee Haw. So we understand why you might have had some pause about coming back. Uh, But we are grateful you're here with us tonight, sir. You you know, there hasn't always been comedy in the history of this dinner. In 1941, Franklin Roosevelt used his speech at this dinner to deliver a serious address promoting Lend-Lease. And 70 years after that, Barack Obama dove from this room into the sit-room with you, sir, to watch the U.S. take out bin Laden. Mm. But it's been said... Better give that slow clap for justice. The more pivotal moments that night in 2011 occurred in this room, at this podium, and at that table right down there. 
So will the folks at that table please raise your right hand and solemnly swear, no matter what jokes might be made about you tonight, you'll just laugh. Now that's the Trump, the reference please. to Trump. <laughs> right. Vowing uh, to rule, has, ruin has the world. As has written, there are uh, more than 2,600 people in this room tonight, uh, vaccinated and tested today, all of you. Now, most of you are not White House correspondents, but rather are spouses, sources, bosses, sponsors, or we're just very wealthy. Uh, <laughs> I want that noted for the record. I hereby disclaim all the laughter and applause in advance on behalf of the WHCA. But uh, a, a special word of thanks to our members for their service to the profession and to the free people of the world. I'll have much more to say about that later. Okay, so like I said, that the part uh, where he's referencing Trump and Seth Meyer, which we talked about earlier, which I do want to say was like one of the funniest joke rants of all time in any setting. Like, I don't know what it was for me and you in that hotel room in New York, but I was like full on over that fucking monologue. So like first he says something like Donald Trump regularly appears on Fox, which, which makes sense because a fox regularly appears on Donald Trump's head. <laughs> I was like one of like the first part. And then my thing that I could never, ever, ever stop being obsessed with, and apparently this is over a decade ago, uh -huh. is he goes, he's like talking about Gary Busey, who was just on The Apprentice. And he's like, oh, but Gary Busey on the show, he said Donald Trump would make a great president. Of course, he said the same thing about a rusty birdcage he found <laughs> in the street or something, something along those lines of like of this rusty birdcage and I was always obsessed uh, with the fucking rusty birdcage <laughs> that Gary Busey bird said cage. would make a great president oh my god I mean uh, and Trump just remember my mom was just sitting there uh, I mean can you imagine looking at him? oh my god just a nightmare I'm definitely gonna have to go back and watch that though yeah it's completely the that entire Trump part is completely on YouTube and it is just as uncomfortable now as it was then yeah even worse now knowing what he was gonna uh, going crazy. to go do yeah and that we know and he has said that from that yeah. dinner he was so fucking humiliated i mean that he would never use the words humiliated but that's what it is he felt well, humiliated. The whole thing too and but so. people feel like it's like well you're going in on someone he's not even in the he's not even in the press corps he's not even in government no but he had gone in on fucking obama about oh, like the, the whole birther thing was the whole right. birther thing right so they got their opportunity to rip him a new yeah. fucking asshole and shove him up into his own asshole yeah. and that's exactly what they fucking did and yeah. that was all because of the birther thing and yep. he got exactly what was coming to him and then mm -hmm. we all got what was coming to us apparently <laughs> exactly so then they gave away some awards and scholarships and a bunch of other shit happens, including a ridiculous, pointless pre-tape package starring Billy Eichner, which wasn't funny. But even if it was, we wouldn't play it because we're fragile and narcissistic right now and can't handle anyone else's meager success, especially a comedian, not even in politics, going to the White House Correspondence Center to promote his gay romantic comedy coming out in the fall, which he claims is the first gay rom-com, which I guess it is the first one that anyone that got produced. But technically it isn't because we wrote the first gay rom-com back in 2009. Plus, we do this podcast about politics every single week for five fucking years. But who cares? Billy Eichner should definitely be there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 2009. 2009. But there wasn't enough sex in it. There wasn't enough sex in it. But now, now we can make our gay rom-coms and it's fine when it's men. Apparently, maybe it's fine it's when men. it's men. Oh, my God. The level. I can't take it. The level. I can't take it. To be fair, 
we are so depressed and up our own asses <laughs> that every single thing we see, it doesn't even matter what. Talk about the rusty birdcage. I could see a rusty birdcage and it's just one more. Oh, yeah. Oh, of you, our got yeah. you got a job? You got a job, rusty birdcage? <laughs> oh, yo, they're, now you're acclaimed because you did the first gay rom com. Like, why are you invited to the dinner, birdcage? You don't even do politics. You don't even talk about fucking politics. <laughs> we have to fucking. We don't even get to get jobs because we put our asses on the line talking about bo- politics. Yeah. Billy Agner gets to avoid fucking <laughs> politics. Dick. Okay, he just done nothing wrong. He's literally done nothing He's wrong. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. The bit just didn't make sense in that environment. I'm sorry. It just didn't. And it was whatever, which is why they followed it up with Gail King, who yeah. completely fucking nailed the moment yeah. in every way. Mm. And... It was made even better because the bitch was hoarse because she's probably been partying and drinking her ass off all week in D.C. Oh, my God. That watching that dinner did make me want to go to, to D.C. and drink, drink and party ass our ass. Steak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. D.C. is nothing if not one big steakhouse that everybody. Yes, needs to visit. it's a big steakhouse. <laughs> it's a big steakhouse. Yeah. This association has within its history uh, legacies that we have an obligation and an opportunity to lift up. And here to do that is my CBS News colleague and the co-host of CBS Mornings, Gail King. Colleagues, Stephen Portnoy. <laughs> he loves the sound of his own voice. I am so glad to be here. Rob, don't roll the prompter yet because I'm going to go off script for just a second. Baller. Don't be scared. We've been talking for the past two days, so I've lost my voice, so I'm going to power through. But I just want to say... 2,600 so people. Don't roll the prompter. A note to self. Mm. Drew Barrymore and I were minding our own business. We were upstairs at the reception. Somebody said, Gail, would you and Drew come down and take a picture on the red carpet? We said, sure. We go downstairs. Gail. We're about to step on the red carpet. They go, Gail, Drew, move, move, move. Keat are here. <laughs> Which stands for Kim and Kim Kardashian and Pete. So Drew and I go sleeking off, and then they say, you guys, come on back. Do you think we went back? Yes, we wanted the picture. <laughs> Thank you, Drew Barrymore. Fucking as excited that. as I am to be here, I think the most excited person in the world would have to be Steve's mom. When, Steve goes, oh boy. When I came in today to do the COVID test, which guys, thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Dr. Jill. Thank you, George, Trevor, everybody. They really are testing and they really are checking. (laughs) So I was really gratified when I came in, took my test. I am negative. Thank you, Jesus. Writing all the time. I don't know about you, but you take the test and you go, please, please, please don't let it be today. Yeah, after you're vaccinated and fucking boosted. Because you know you're just going to have to sit at home for a My assistant, we came in just to get the lay of the land. And we happened to see Stephen's parents. Stephen's mother says to me, and I quote, I'm so proud of my son because he is sitting next to the President of the United States tonight. I like love this. I love, okay. Gail is giving me so it's much life. It's a really life. big yeah. deal. I wish my mother was proud of me. I wish I was sitting next to Ms. the President. Ms. Mona went on to say <laughs> that from the time Stephen was five, he was writing scripts, he was doing fake newscasts, he was He's saying, still doing fake Good news. Good morning, my name is Stephen Portnoy <laughs> from ABC News. Well, right now you work at CBS. <laughs> I asked Miss Mona, what are you wearing? She goes, I'm going to go 50s Kim Novak style. A sleeve, three-quarter, big ball gown. I'm pulling out all the stops because did I mention my son is sitting next to the President of the United States. This one, Julie was like, okay, Mona. Okay, it's enough. It's fucking enough. It's enough. And then she went on to say to me, you guys should do a story about him. He's amazing. So 
That's George where I'm Cheeks, like, I'll send okay. that over to you, our big boss at CBS News. All right, Rob, let's go on the script. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. For seven decades, Bitch just the did that all off women her who cover the White House, like April Ryan, who's down in the center. 25 years, Miss April. April Ryan threw herself a party for being on the White House Correspondents <laughs> Center for 25 years. And Anna Navarro and Sonny Hostin from The View went and like danced their ass off all night with Miguel Cardonas, who's our fucking Secretary of Education. And they were all cutting up a rug and fucking at April Ryan's party. Uh, yeah, well, apparently she was honored. It, it was a Byron Allen event celebrating black owned media. And then it was she was the guest of honor because she's been on for 25 years. Apparently so. So the yes. So the event will take place immediately following the dinner. Chris Tucker is scheduled to host along with musical performance by Mary J. Blige. Oh, so that was the real party. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, listen to this with an appearance by D. Nice, um, some with a DJ. And like, I cannot believe Byron Allen put paid the money to do anything that I'm shocked. He's notoriously cheap. So that is crazy. Uh, in a statement, Byron Allen called Ryan an American treasure who always brings the truth. I'm proud to say we finally have a seat at the White House and together we will continue to make positive history, he said. A previous member of the board of the White House Correspondents Association, Ryan said, I never imagined that I would have a front row seat to history and at the same time make it. Oh, wow. That's cool. Way to lurk, um, Byron Allen. Way Slow clap. to lurk, I mean, you know what? Byron you got to do it. You got to do it. Throw that party. Put that money down. Yep. He, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. Yeah, me proud too. White House Correspondent. You go, April Ryan. Then April Ryan gets an impromptu standing ovation of everyone in the dark. Why don't you turn the fucking lights on, yeah. whoever's producing the show? Yeah, yeah. We've been riding on the shoulders of two pioneers. April, I want to be you when I grow up. Their names are Alice Dunnigan and Ethel Payne. And I'm embarrassed to say, until this week, when I was doing the research on this and cutting yeah, the track, you know you're smoking cigarettes. I did not know their names <laughs> that before. Like I'm it. sure that's happened to many of you mm. in this room, too. I'm hoping that after you see this tape, you won't forget. Roll tape, please. In the middle of the 20th century, America was a segregated nation. Schools and transportation in the South were separated based on race, and so was the nation's press. Alice Dunnigan, the Kentucky-born granddaughter of slaves, was determined to fulfill her dream of becoming a journalist. I am Alicia Dunnigan, and Alice Dunnigan was my grandmother. By the time she reached her 30s, Dunnigan had a regular column for a local paper, but she wanted more. She said the two strikes out against her was that she was black and that she was female. She landed a job in Washington, D.C., writing for the Associated Negro Press, a wire service for black-owned papers. In 1947, Alice Dunnigan became the first female black reporter credentialed to cover the White House. I am James Johnson, Jr., and Ethel Lois Payne was my aunt. This is Ethel Payne. For Ethel Payne, the path to journalism began when she was denied admission to law school because of the color of her skin. You couldn't control your opportunity, so you had to be prepared for whatever opportunity came along. Writing for her was a natural, something she liked to do. Okay, so just to reiterate, Alice Dunnigan and Ethel Payne were the first two black female members of the White House Correspondents Association. 
learning about these two women was real cool and it's clearly news to everyone so we do have to acknowledge the white house press corps for showcasing those women as trailblazers and bringing their families to the dinner and seating them right up front yeah their whole families were there and they had them stand up yeah and it was that's good it was it was cool it really was um Okay, so Trevor Noah was the main comedian um, for the event, but before he comes up to do his thing, they bring up Joe Biden and JoJo Memo. Yes. He did so good. We I thought. thought he did great. Like I thought he did great. The, I think the best I've seen him do since he's become president. I Agreed. Think. He was relaxed. He had fun. He was laughing. And, and it was late at night for him, uh-huh. and it was a huge crowd, one of the biggest crowds he's spoken like, right. in front of. Like. We saw him speak in right. person and during, tw- um, yeah, probably we probably got COVID, but you know what I mean? Remember we saw him <laughs> live? Yeah. I mean, you can do as many campaign things as he did or even now since he's been president. This is a fucking enormous crowd. Yes, it is. But he did. I mean, I was. I thought he did great. And regardless of whenever we were like, oh, God, oh, God, or the stumbling. Just a or mumble whatever. mouth, the right. mumble mouth moments for sure. He nailed. He made some nails that banged into the right into the stud you know what i mean did he did so 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 good we're so proud of him thank you steve for that introduction and a special thanks to the 42 percent of you actually applauded <laughs> i'm really excited to be here tonight with the only group of americans with a lower approval rating than i have <laughs> That's hard to I say like after that. what we just saw. Too. This is the first time Everyone the president attended this dinner in <laughs> six years. It's understandable. We had a horrible plague, followed by two years of COVID. Come on. That's good. That's good. And he delivered it well. Come on, that's good. And there goes the crowd. Yep, once they got it. Just imagine if my predecessor came to this dinner this year. Now that would really have been a real coup. Okay, some of them are doves. <laughs> yeah, some of them are doves. Let's look at this tough crowd. That's tough, funny. Huh? Yeah, I guess that's a little tough, huh? Yeah, no, you didn't really do that one. It's okay. Trying to joke about a coup. Come on. I'm honored to be here at such an event with so much history. It was already referenced. The very first president to attend the White House Correspondence Center was Calvin Coolidge in 1924. I'd just been elected to the United States Senate. <laughs> I, remember, I remember telling him, Cal, just be yourself. Get up there and speak from the heart. Come on. You're going to be great, kid. You're going to do it well. Come on. Come on. Of course, Jill is with me tonight. Jilly, how are you, kid? Just don't. Right, I'll kid. die. I will dive into a cliff and a bridge if I hear him call her Jilly and say, how are you, kid? That's so fucking cute. I think she's doing an incredible job as First Lady. The First Lady to continue working full-time as she does as a professor. She doesn't pay much attention to the polls. Though, she did say the other day, instead of introducing myself as Jill Biden's husband, maybe to introduce myself as her roommate. Because uh, no one likes him. That's what he means, uh, I guess. I've attended this dinner many times. But she's still working. Time yep. As president, the organizers had... Uh, had it hard, uh, it made it pretty hard for me tonight. Mighty. Although the good news is, if all goes well, I have a real shot at replacing J- James Corden. 
<laughs> it was great having him over in the White House the other day, just as he announced he's leaving the show. Great performers going out on top after eight years in the job. Sounds just about right to me. <laughs> it's been a tough few years for the country. There's one reason why it's great to be here again. Everyone at the White House is so excited. I told my grandkids and Pete Buttigieg they could stay up late and watch this show tonight. <laughs> you like that one, Mama. I think that's good. Tonight, tonight, we come here to answer a very important question in everybody's mind. Why in the hell are we still doing this? <laughs> he, like, leaned onto I know the podium. There, I know there are questions about whether we should gather here tonight because of COVID. Well, we're here to show the country that we're getting through this pandemic. Plus, everyone had to prove they were fully vaccinated and boosted. So if you're at home watching this and you're wondering how to do that, just contact your favorite Fox News reporter. They're all here, vaccinated and boosted. Boom! Biggest applause of the Boom. entire night. People stood up. It's the biggest applause of the entire night. And look, Fox, Fox News, I'm, I'm really sorry your preferred candidate lost the last election. To make it up to you, I'm happy to give my chief of staff to you all so he can tell Sean Hannity what to say every day. Boom! <laughs> Two. In Good, fact, they couldn't Ron take Klein that. is here at the CBS table, which hired Mick Mulvaney. It's really inside Mick politics. on CBS, I was stunned. I figured he'd end up on Mask Singer with Rudy. <laughs> amazing hire, guys. Really quite amazing. Look, <laughs> I know this is a tough town. I came to office with an ambitious agenda, and I expected it to face stiff opposition in the Senate. I just hoped it would be from Republicans. Yeah, shit, exactly. But I'm not worried about the midterms. I'm not worried about them. We may end up with more partisan gridlock, but I'm confident we can work it out during my remaining six years in the presidency. Oh, yeah, baby. Jen, they should go to Jen Psaki, and she's like laughing like, okay, how much longer is his thing going? I thought we cut it after that. All right, so then he goes on to talk about the courage of journalists and a bunch of other bullshit that we don't care about before he brings on the final speaker of the night, which is Daily Show host Trevor Noah. Now, full disclosure, yes. we aren't the biggest Trevor Noah fans. Nope. I know. Are we, I, I, we are fans of some people. I just can't think of any right now. But um, Ricky we, Gervais. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of people we like. There's just a lot of people that we don't like. Yeah, sorry. Um, but I, we did like his set a lot, yes, Trevor Noah. Yes, we did. Um, and we liked it so much that it almost made me for like a hot minute consider watching The Daily Show until I remembered The Daily Show sucks and I'm not going to watch The Daily Show. <laughs> Like, I mean, maybe it's just the Daily Show that's not good. I don't know, but um, I like—I definitely liked him here. I liked him here too. First of all, thank you so much, Steve. Good evening, Mr. President, First Lady, members of the media, and all the men relieved that Ronan Farrow isn't here tonight. It is my great honor to be speaking tonight at the nation's most distinguished super spreader event. <laughs> no, for real, people, what are we doing here? Let's be honest, what are we doing? Like, did none of you learn anything from the gridiron dinner? Nothing, huh? Like, do you read any of your own newspapers? I mean, I expect this from Sean Hannity, but the rest of you, what are you doing here? 
You guys spent the last two years telling everyone the importance of wearing masks and avoiding large indoor gatherings. Then the second someone offers you a free dinner, you all turn into Joe Rogan, huh? I mean, Dr. Fauci dropped out. That should have been a pretty big sign. Fauci thought it was too dangerous to come tonight. Pete Davidson thinks it's okay. <laughs> and we all went with Pete, okay. All right then. <laughs> Uh, now, for those who don't know me, uh, my name is Trevor Noah, and I'm, I'm really honored to be here, honestly. Um, you know, because you could have picked any comedian. You could have invited anyone, but you went with the South African variant. Very on theme. I appreciate that. And uh, COVID risk aside, can I just say how happy I am that this event is happening again for the first time in three years. Yeah. And... The truth is, I want us all to have a good time tonight. So please, everyone relax. You know, I know everyone in this room is worried about who catches you laughing at what, and, but just chill, just chill. We're celebrating, we're out. You know, get comfortable. Not too comfortable, Jeffrey Tubin. not too comfortable. <laughs> no, you know what, no, don't, don't ooh him, bunch of haters. You know what, so what, Jeffrey? You made a mistake, you whipped it out in front of your coworkers. That's the first step to winning a Grammy for Comedy Album of the Year. You're halfway there, my friend. <laughs> You don't let the haters stop you. We all come back from mistakes. Now, you might have noticed I'm going to be telling some jokes tonight. But I want you to understand, I am not here to tear anybody down, okay? Yeah, I might roast you gently, you know, like a pair of testicles on a Tucker Carlson special, but I'm not, I'm not doing this just for the attention, all right? I'm a comedian, not Kirsten Cinema. all right? And by the way, I give it up for Kirsten Cinema. Whoever thought we'd see the day in American politics? when a senator could be openly bisexual, but closeted Republican, huh? Snap. That's progress. Snap. That's progress. That's what I really got. Yeah. And yes, oh, yeah. I know a yeah. lot of you are worried, and yes, it is risky making jokes these days, you know? I mean, we all saw what happened at the Oscars. Um, I've actually been a little bit worried about tonight. I, I won't lie, you know? I was like, what if I make like a really mean joke, you know, about like Kellyanne Conway? And then her husband rushes up on the stage and thanks me. <laughs> Joe Biden, they keep showing Joe Biden laughing. I just hope we all stay calm. Because it is exciting to be here, even though some people don't think this dinner should even exist, as you said, Mr. President, you know? Because some people think this shows that the media is too cozy with politicians. But what those people don't understand is that you guys have integrity. You would never allow personal connections to affect your ability to be good journalists. Isn't that right, Chris Cuomo? Where is Chris, by the way? Is he, is he here? Couldn't make it? Oh, by the way, um, before, before we really get going, uh, a few quick announcements. Um, anyone here who is a Democrat in a swing district, I've been asked to remind you not to hand your resume to the cable news execs at your table until after the event, please. Thank you very much. Also, a quick note before people uh, order their Ubers home tonight, Governor Greg Abbott is generously providing free buses for the Telemundo table. <laughs> Very classy. Very classy. <laughs> that got pretty but big man, reaction. Yeah. What a room this is, huh? Look at this room. Everyone is here tonight. We've got politicians, huh? We've got the media, we've got celebrities, basically anyone who's been to Jeffrey Epstein's island. This is an exclusive event. In fact, coming in, coming in, I heard Meghan McCain telling the bouncer, do you know who my father was? And they were like, you have a ticket, you, you can just come in. But she insisted on telling them who her father was anyway. And I'll tell you, as somebody coming from Africa, I mean, 
I've just got to say, this is so exciting. You know, to be at this swanky party full of Washington's most powerful people. You know, it's not as exciting as Madison Cawthorn made it sound, but still very sexy. <laughs> I love that. Very, very yeah, sexy. There's many big names here tonight. Yeah, one of my favorites, Rhonda Sanctus is here. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm actually surprised that he found the time. You know, he's been so busy trying to outmaneuver Trump for 2024. I see you, Ron. I see you, Flair. Yeah, I've seen what you've been doing. Blaming Trump for the lockdowns, distancing yourself from the vaccines that Trump created with his own two hands. Nobody knew how to make vaccines until I made them. Beautiful, beautiful vaccines. Nobody knew how. Not even Fauci. <laughs> He does it good. He does it really good. And it was, he did it so good that Ron DeSantis Ron is, is like pissed. Toy, yeah. He won't even tell people if he got the booster. Yeah. Or as they say in Florida, don't ask, don't tell. Am I right? <laughs> I'll see you, Ron. <laughs> you see, what I like about Ron DeSantis is, is like if Trump was the original Terminator, DeSantis is like the T-1000. You know, you're smarter than him. You're slicker than him. You can walk down ramps. Yeah. <laughs> because you see, no. Trump said he won the election, but everyone was just able to look at the numbers and see that he was wrong. That's why Ron DeSantis is one step ahead. First, you ban the math textbooks, then nobody knows how to count the votes. Boom! My man! <laughs> what a room! Are you kidding me? The great chef Jose Andres is joining us here tonight. Give it up for him, people. My good friend in the room. Jose Andres is shaking his head no, too. Whenever in the like, world, mm. Chef Jose is there, which I guess is why he's sitting at the CNN table tonight. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is a big catastrophe with CNN? Just is it CNN Plus? Because that went off like within a week. I guess so. It like debuted. They hired some people well, from Fox. Well, Cuomo happened. Oh, CNN okay. Plus happened. And they and also hired someone from Fox. Was it Peter Dushi's dad or something? Ew. Oh, I don't it know. It was someone annoying. Or was it Chris Wallace? Greta Van Susteren, I swear they took somebody from Fox and they put him on CNN Plus. But so CNN is just and you know what? Good. I can't fucking stand CNN. I was out the minute Anderson Cooper had on Mark Zuckerberg during oh, the pandemic. Oh, and the guy and Jeff Zucker, who had to resign. Oh, that's right. Um, he was the executive who had the relationship yeah. with whatever. And so they just have had some, you know, issues. Well, way to drag Jose Andres down with you. Now of course, the real reason that it's such an honor to be here tonight is that we all get to be in the same room as the most powerful man in the United States. So let's give it up for Joe Manchin, everybody. Where is he? Good one. Is he there? Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. No, for real, for real, Mr. President. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here. Joe Biden's you know, staring at him like it's the son he never me. had. But then I was told that you get your highest approval ratings when a biracial African guy is standing next to you. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, so let me just say, uh, Joe, uh, I'm glad that I could uh, do my part. And uh, hopefully this will work. He's good at that, too. Yeah, he is. I'm not actually him. I just did the voice. <laughs> More importantly, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden is here, everybody. Give it up for her. She's so non-controversial, you can't even make a joke about her. No, but I love you know, this. Interesting fact, yeah. even as First Lady, Dr. Biden continued her teaching career. Yeah, the first time a presidential spouse has ever done so, ever. Congratulations. <laughs> now, you might think it's because she loves teaching so much, but it's actually because um, she's still paying off her student debt. I'm sorry about that, Jill. Yeah, I, 
Guess you should have voted for Bernie. <laughs> Made her laugh. You know, sir, can I just say, I think everyone will agree that it's actually nice to once again have a president who's not afraid to come to the White House Correspondents' Dinner and hear jokes about himself. I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. If you didn't come, I totally would have understood. Yeah, yeah, because these people have been so hard on you, which I don't get, I really don't. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, <laughs> everything. No, it really has been a tough first year for you, Mr. President. And, and surely you must be a little worried about 2024. You know, there's a lot of passion on the Republican side. There really is, you know. It's gonna be an interesting time. And as you all know, President Biden's lack of a filter does get him into hot water sometimes. You know, last month he caused a huge international incident saying that Vladimir Putin should be removed from power. It was very, very upsetting to Russia. Yeah, until someone explained to them that none of the stuff Biden wants actually gets done. That's the second biggest reaction of the night. Just, it just rolls through the crowd. So he goes on for like 15 more minutes um, and then he ends on kind of a serious self-righteous note that we wanted to play because we're nothing if not serious and self-righteous here at DGP, especially when it comes to the lamestream news media. Yeah. Watching a bunch of assholes on both sides throw a dinner to pat themselves on the back and give themselves awards for basically jockeying for ratings, perpetuating endless fucking culture drama and 24-7 COVID fear-mongering <laughs> really was not what the doctor ordered yeah. for us this year, in fact. No. But it was nice to see Joe Biden get his swag back yeah. with every roast joke thrown his way. He got... He got the, the dick got bigger, the balls yeah. got bigger, the tank got bigger, <laughs> yeah. the anus Asshole got bigger, got yep, yep. all of it. He just really, 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 he's the motherfucking president of the United States, not Trump, not Obama, Joe Biden. And that's why we watched. He deserved his time mm -hmm. to sit there and be president and get teased yes. Yes. in front of a huge crowd. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the only reason that we watched. Yep. And that's the only reason we forced it on um, are 14 listeners <laughs> um, because the journalists themselves, I mean, they can just fuck right on off. Oh, yeah. And so as we sit in this room tonight, people, I really hope you all remember what the real purpose of this evening is. Yes, it's fun. Yes, we dress nice. Yes, the people eat, they drink, we have fun. But the reason we're here is to honor and celebrate the fourth estate and what you stand for, what you stand for, an additional check and balance that holds power to account and gives voice to those who otherwise wouldn't have one. And, and, and like, I'm not just talking about like CNN or Fox or any of the other major organizations. I'm talking about everyone, you know, the young journalists we saw today, you know, intrepid journalists who aren't even in this room in Flint, Michigan, or that daring reporter at the Des Moines Register or the unflinching local newscaster in El Paso, Texas. Every single one of you whether you like it or not, is a bastion of democracy. And if you ever begin to doubt your responsibilities, if you ever begin to doubt how meaningful it is, look no further than what's happening in Ukraine. Look at what's happening there. Journalists are risking and even losing their lives to show the world what's really happening. You realize how amazing it is. Like, in America, you, you have the right to seek the truth and speak the truth even if it makes people in power uncomfortable. 
even if it makes your viewers or your readers uncomfortable. You understand how amazing that is? I stood here tonight and I made fun of the President of the United mm. States, and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine, right? <laughs> like, do you, like, do you really understand what a blessing it is? Maybe it's happened for so long that you, it might slip your mind. It's a blessing. In fact, here, ask yourself this question. Honestly, ask yourself this question. If, if Russian journalists who are losing their livelihoods, as you were talking about, Steve, and their freedom for daring to report on what their own government is doing, if they had the freedom to write any words, to show any stories, or to ask any questions, if they had basically what you have, would they be using it in the same way that you do? Ask yourself that question every day because you have one of the most important roles in the world. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Please be careful leaving tonight. We all know this administration doesn't handle evacuations well. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. episode of dumb gay politics thank you guys for listening we love you all so much and we are so grateful for all 14 of you especially the two still listening right now <laughs> after that 100 hour long podcast mm. please consider joining our patreon podcast if you haven't yet it's one dollar for one podcast a week and two dollars for two podcasts a week if you're already on there recommend it to a friend try to pressure a coworker. <laughs> we're really doing the hard press right now mm -hmm. they're both an hour and we aim to get at least one of them out by sunday so you'll have all week to listen to them. Um, this week, they're both late. <laughs> we haven't done another one of them yet. We will, though, for anyone who's still listening that has said, did you guys quit the Patreon? No, 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 no. We're still, they're, they're always going to come out every week, yes. even if they come out late. Yeah. So, but we do try to get them out by Sunday. Um, there's no politics, no ads, no structure, no stress. And best of all, we never pressure you to join the Patreon. We don't even talk about joining the Patreon no. on the Patreon podcast. No, no. And if nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how fucking self-indulgent and annoying we are. And like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you want to see what it's like before you sign up, there's a link to a free episode in the description of this week's podcast. Or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If you like it and you decide to join, it's super easy to import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you use for all your other podcasts. You don't have to listen on patreon.com or even download the Patreon app if you don't want to. Yeah, you can just literally go into iTunes and they'll be sitting there like all your other podcasts. It's so easy. That's my mom. Pam, she probably would comment more, but she doesn't bug it. She doesn't listen to the Patreon podcast on the app or on the, you know what I mean? She, mm -hmm. she listens to it in, in Apple podcasts. So right. that's why she never goes on there and says how much she loves me and how proud right. she is of me, you know, because she probably doesn't even remember how to make comments. Do you, mom? Okay. 
And if you don't want to help us pay our bills and keep our homes, um, please just leave us a review on iTunes. It's the least you could do. You don't have to write anything. You don't even have to write anything good. You can even just hit one star. We don't care. Since I bugged you guys last week, six people have gone on and left reviews. Now, that's a testament to the power of 14 listeners, meow, meow. And one in six was negative. See, someone listened. They hit one star. (laughs) Which is really a testament to why we didn't get cast on a huge show that we spent five months auditioning for. When one in six people finds you one starable, (laughs) you might want to reevaluate what you're doing with your life. But um, it's true. Stefan SK101 left a one star review and said, do yourself a favor, dot, 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 and never listen to this if you do not want to rip your own eardrums out. Liberalism is a serious mental disorder not to be dis- encouraged. Stefan SK101, I say unto you, go <laughs> fuck yourself and never fucking stop, you fucking asshole. How about that? And as always, it's been real <laughs> and it's been fun. <laughs> But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And correspondency. <laughs> We're journalists too sometimes. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania
So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs>